0: Hello and welcome to the Don Father. A family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. I'm your host, Nick. And I'm just flat. I'm just flat as a flat, flat tack. Ophelia,
1: it's uh, it's been one of those days, hasn't it? It's been a real Monday, just gloomy. Uh it's uh
0: yeah. Ugh, Ugh. Ugh. I was know so excited. I was so excited last week. It looked seemed like that the, the club was changing. They were gonna hit a final series in form and fit, ready to take all in front of us. And the story was all too familiar. Wasn't it Maddie V?
1: It was, uh, and you know what made it worse? Seeing that, uh, I think he got the wrong sport. He should have been in Tokyo uh, earlier this year, but uh, Mr. C. Waitman uh, on the front covers and golden hero and blah, blah, blah. I, I uh, That just infuriated me.
0: I am on not- a media blackout. I have, I, I have gone nowhere near any football media since about 6 p.m. yesterday.
1: Fair enough. Uh, not much, but look, you know, I don't think anyone's uh, – you're seeing the same old, uh, you know, 6,000 days and counting memes and, uh, you know. Just I, was a, talking the to, usual.
0: I was talking to a Richmond friend. Can those two words go together? Maybe they can. Uh, the other day, and he said, oh, how do you feel about this 6,000 days? And I said, well, I don't really care because – it's all meaningless. Winning a final is meaningless unless it's a grand final. So even if we'd won and we go back to zero, what? Well, and we lose in the semi, who cares? Like, I'm not really interested in how many days since our last final. I'm interested in when's our next premiership.
1: Yeah, fair call. Fair call. And also, I think Truck, uh, you know, he did have a very good rebuttal to that sort of comment when he said, you know, if you look at the history, if you want, if you want to talk history... Uh, we, uh, you know, have also won 16 flags. So it's a fair point. Uh, it does sting for me. I'd just like to see one. Uh, I think it's a sign of a club that was once mighty and powerful and is now, uh, you know, uh, what's a, I don't, I can't think of an analogy, but it is far... Uh, it's like a massive hangover. that has been decades long.
0: Uh, look, the... The next Premiership is much closer than it's ever been. They're, and I mean, that's not the point of this podcast. This podcast is to review the uh, the Bulldogs final. But they're, certainly from what I've seen this year, the this group that we have the core of now, it's not going to be the exact same group, obviously, because we already know that, that Hooker is on the way out and, and there'll be various others. But the core of this group will win a Premiership.
1: I think I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um I uh I just I, well, we'll get into it later, but uh there are a lot of things yesterday that makes me say we we did enough. Like that we um, this is and potentially played uh, I don't know if they're if they're a, I, I'd say they're we're the Bulldogs are a uh, they're a genuine chance. I mean they're outside the four, but I think of the Uh, to well, them and the Giants, you know, they're more of a chance than the Giants are. Um,
0: I think i I think Brisbane are really struggling.
1: Hey, I've never, I'm, I'm, uh, once again a Joe Danaher fan. I hope he kicks 10. So (laughs) do I. Um, but I, I, the scoreline looks worse than, than what the game was, I felt. Uh,
0: let let me tell you the story of the game. Okay. We were all over them in the first half. Mm. and But for five dubious free kick goals, they would not have scored a goal in the first half of that game. I think they kicked one goal that they generated. The rest were all dubious free kicks, certainly in the first quarter and for much of the second quarter. Had that not happened, then I don't think they'd get the opportunity to run over the top of us. As it was, they got gifted the lead, albeit a small lead, and then they had their time of dominance, which they were always going to have as a football team. They're, they're at this stage, a better football team than us. And then um, Essendon and the lot ran out of gas because we couldn't convert on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, I think that's fair analysis. Um, for two and a half, I mean, we'll get into it in a sec, but for two and a half three quarters we uh we we you look at the the numbers of the game in terms of the stats and disposal and all that sort of stuff we were dominating the game uh scoring shots we were probably was it would have been till about late in the third quarter we were uh we had more scoring shots mm. um so i mean you know they obviously ran away within the fourth and and we probably uh you know put the queue in the rack and you know they just got going and and, and things went their way but I re- we weren't we weren't as far off them as what the scoreline would have you think.
0: It was like the Richmond game. It was like the Dreamtime game. We ended up losing by seven goals, but we probably deserved to lose by one or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or I th- I thought we well, we didn't deserve to win because we didn't play a quarter of football. But uh, I need to put that pen away. <laughs> um, it certainly there's a lot to take from that and, and be excited about. I hate to I hate to be you know, admirable about a loss. But uh, I think, you know, as the pain wears off and the grief wears off, uh, we'll be able to sit back and go, okay, no, that that was a very solid uh, first year under the truck era. Yeah, I
0: I think I want to temper our views a little bit. I think in context of the year, of where the year started and where the year finished, I think big tick... Ben Rutten, absolutely, the club is three or four years ahead of where I thought we would be, right, at this point. So there's no question about that. But when we talk about this game in isolation, I am very disappointed by not only the result, but the effort after halftime and in particular in the last quarter. Very, very disappointed by that performance. Um, because typically what's happened in, in all our finals appearances to this point, we've been blown out in the first quarter and then we've matched them for the rest of the game, but it's been irrelevant and we always end up losing by seven, eight, nine, ten goals. Whereas we matched them early, we matched them till halftime and in fact we, we beat them till halftime, but for some help from the umpires and then they blew us away late. So the result was the same. I was very disappointed that, um, had we had a loss within a couple of goals, I I reckon I would have a very different view of this game. But the fact that we got blown out of the game, um, I'm... I'm as disappointed as you can. This, this to me, this this game in isolation, this final in isolation, is as bad as the West Coast one from two years ago, the Sydney one from two years before that. The only one it's not as bad as is probably the Adelaide one under Knights where we lost by 100 points.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see, I see it differently. I, uh, I sort of saw a side that they threw everything at the Dogs, uh, you know, there were some passes to play there where you know the ball should have gone the other way, like they should have. the Dogs should have won possession and gone the other way, and we just scrapped and scrapped and scrapped, and it was a ball up or it was a a uh, you know out of bounds. Like we, I, I thought, there were a lot of circumstances where we just kept kept on keeping on, hmm. uh, and I think when you against a good side in a final. Where you don't take advantage of opportunities early, mm. like we failed to do.
0: Yep, I agree. There's,
1: you, you know, and we just kept throwing and throwing and throwing. There is going kind of to we because you are not uh, capitalizing on those opportunities, you are going to run out of steam before the other team. Particularly I when you know a, a bit of the green goes their way, and they, you know, they they get more reward for less effort. I, I have to, I, I'd have to disagree. I have to disagree. I think that was it was a. There is no one really. Maybe might be a couple of individuals who I think didn't have their best day, but overall, I, I thought effort was 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 up. I, I really thought it was one of our best finals performance in terms of actually having a desire to win in in comparison to nineteen seventeen.
0: I was I was really happy. Yeah, like I say, probably up until three quarter time, and then the last quarter really disappointed mm. me the way the way we fell away. But I agree that off in in all the finals that I've watched in recent years. Um, you know, really since 2004, we've been smashed early in the game and it's been, you know, thanks for coming, see you later.
1: Mm. We haven't even looked like winning.
0: Nah, no, not even close. Whereas there there was half a game on the weekend where we looked like we were right in it.
1: Yeah, and, and then, you know, uh,
0: it, I actually thought, yeah, if,
1: if you took, it sounds stupid, if you took the scoreboard away, I actually thought we were, we were in control of that game. I, I thought for... You know, at least two and a half, uh, at least two quarters, at least a half a forty. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, that doesn't win you a final.
0: No, it doesn't. And look, they were on the they were on top of the ladder for twenty one of twenty three weeks or something, or they are in the top two. So it's not like we came in against a, you know a Brisbane who've had their troubles or a Sydney or a GWS. Like really, we hit a top four team who dropped off for a couple of weeks. And if you look at the every other team in the top eight this weekend, we probably, with that effort, probably would have rolled Geelong, right? We probably would have rolled Sydney or Brisbane. Um, so like, we just got unlucky in the matchup again. But that's what happens when when you don't win games early and you end up in sneaking into finals in seventh or eighth. You're not playing a home game. You're not. You're not going into finals, really humming. And and that's why we know that the majority of, of premiership teams come out of the top four.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no disagreements there. Um, or disagreement, I should say. Uh, yeah, no, I, and I'm just thinking back, you know, obviously all those early games we lost by under a kick. Mm. Uh, not that it re- – because, I mean, even if we uh, – well, it would have changed a lot of things, but uh, – yeah, um, I it mean, does, it does, yeah, it just goes, every game counts in the, in this competition. Well, functionally,
0: um, it's irrelevant because we ended up playing a Melbourne team, right? So we would have, had this not been COVID, we would have been playing at Marvel. So for all intents and purposes, it would have been a home game.
1: Yeah, I, I was more referring to the fact, you know, it throws around, um, you know, GWS or we might have finished a little bit higher and played a GWS or a Sydney or
0: yeah, or a Probably Sydney like that's been that. on the road for twelve weeks and you know but you know, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. Um Maddie, why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we jump uh, jump back into it we can go into Summer likes and dislikes.
1: Past, the innocent can never last. Wake me up when September ends. Again,
0: so, Maddie, hit me up. Have you got any likes that you can name? Any performances? I any aspects of the game?
1: Like I said, I think our effort across the board was was monumental. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously there are a few few characters who uh, not their best showing, uh, and you, you know, I think we we can probably all guess them, but. Um, well, we
0: don't have to guess them. We can name them. That's the point of having a well, podcast. This,
1: this is this is likes. This is not dislikes.
0: That's okay. Yeah, go for
1: it. Uh, I, I thought you know your usual suspects: uh, Draper, Merritt, Parish, uh, Snelling. Great effort. I, I thought our back six was really solid all day so uh, until until the eventual avalanche when they just dominate you on the ball. there's not much you can do for that. Do with that. I think we, we missed a lot from our shield. Uh, didn't give us too much. Uh, I might have to go back on my effort comment, but uh, it's, uh, it's not like I question whether shield was trying, but I. I, I mean, we didn't see the, the, our danger men become dangerous. So, I mean, obviously, Shield, probably haven't seen him get to his full straps yet off off a pretty big injury. Stringer mm. wasn't really, um, you know, wasn't up to his best. Uh, you know, obviously, France is right. Uh, we missed a fair bit from. Um, but, it, you know, I, th- I thought that, you know, like someone like a Sam Durham, you know, I, I thought he just 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 gave it all. And there are there plenty in his category. who mm. so I just thought just, just cracked in all day, uh, you know, Tommy Cutler, I'm just naming role players who, you know, typically you sort of think, oh, you know, how I
0: were yeah. I thought Tommy Cutler really hurt us. Actually, uh, he gave away okay. quite a few shots on goal. Some, you know, some out on the fools. Uh, some kicks off the ground that went to opposition for a shot out of the out of the goal square. Like, I, I thought I thought it was a bit sloppy yesterday. I wasn't happy with his performance. Well, uh, you
1: know, on a wet lawn day. Uh, oh, look. I mean, uh, what happened? Uh, there was that first one where. It- uh, sort of just re- uh, ricocheted off him, and then the the other one there who put it out of bounds on the full. Mm. I, I don't. Know. I don't think it's a poor decision, or you know, it's, no one's trying to do that. I think you know, sometimes it just happens in in, in football. Uh, but I, I, I thought overall, you know, it's plus minus. He'd be contributing way more than he than he took away from us. Mm. Um, oh yeah, like I said, I thought overall the effort was pretty. Obviously, some individuals we wouldn't wanted more from. Mm. Um. But I, I, yeah, that's that was my. I, I might, I might be looking at it through rose-colored glasses there. Um, but that was my thought.
0: So let me, let me give you a dislike, three in fact. Brett Rosebury, Andrew Stevens, <laughs> Nathan Williamson. Oh, uh, that was shocking. Woeful, woeful, woeful performance. And and let me put this into context, right? Not only were the commentators in the game speaking about it and talking about how ridiculous some of these free kicks were. Uh, so that is Bartell, James Brayshaw. But let me, let me run through. Um, the number one, really, that brings it home to me is John Ralph, right? When John Ralph is commenting on... He's probably the only serious journalist that works around the AFL. For me, when he's commenting on how bad the umpiring is, then they are having an absolutely shocking day. And it and there's no question that that umpiring determined the outcome. There's no question. Um, it In all aspects, when you're the underdog, you need luck to go your way. You cannot afford for the umpires to just gift five goals to the opposition. So if we run through the first quarter,
1: what gave me frustration was the inconsistency. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, they, you watch some certain highlights. I think there's one, uh, you know, near a Waitman free kick and like Cutler's clearly being held, but, but yep. play on. And then Cutler, you know, uh, sorry, Waitman's given a, a a free shot on goal. Um, yep. it's even that, like I think there was Draper in the second quarter. There was a textbook tackle. Like you, you he didn't. Didn't drive him head first. Just got him on his side. Draper actually led with his body, so his body would hit the ground first. Yep. It, it was tech... Like, that is actually, if you Googled how to tackle.
0: That's that was you probably...
1: See. You'd probably find that. Uh, but no, free kick. Um, j- just a general inconsistent display, which is really frustrating. And it just seemed yep. to never go our way. Um, I don't
0: remember a game... And look, we're, we've got an Essendon podcast. We're biased Essendon supporters. Oh, yeah. I don't ever remember a game where it's gone our way. Like, I, I remember occasional decisions, but I don't ever remember a game like this where it's been so blatant. And I'm not saying there's corruption and I'm not saying this was intentional. I'm saying it's incompetence. It's incompetence that cost us an opportunity to win the game. I'm not yeah. saying that, that the AFL wanted the Bulldogs to win and therefore they engineered this result. It's not. It, it's certainly it, it. That's not what we're saying at all. I'm just saying that this incompetent umpiring ruined the the contest and ruined the game. And if you look at one, two, three, four, five, five of their first six goals were free kicks. Free kicks, yeah. And yeah. so if you look at if you look at the score line. At um, half time, we were four seven and they were five four.
1: Really, they yeah. should
0: have been one four.
1: Yeah, that's, well, that's what I, that's exactly, that was exactly my point. And like we, we were, you know, and really, we should have been seven four. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we missed a lot of goals we should have probably kicked. Mm. Um, so you know, I, I, I yeah, no, I, I not that I, I tend to disagree with you on that one, the umpire one. But I, I don't say I'm gonna go as far as to determine the outcome, but I do think. Uh, it ruined a, a very good contest or what could have been it, a very good contest.
0: It, it could have been a, a really close, particularly with the conditions, it really could have been a really close knock him down, drag him out, heavyweight bout, and the umpiring just made it a non-contest.
1: Yeah. Was, yeah, no, just costly free. I mean, there was a time there in the, I don't know if you got the, um, the stats on um, the actual overall free kicks, um, but oh, I, I remember, sometime weird. in the third quarter, 21 to 12 free kicks, I more mean, app on disposals. Like,
0: it's just like, what? I, I just don't subscribe to the look, and we know that the free kicks don't have to be even. So we're acknowledging no. that point. But I can't understand that on a wet day, when both teams are scrapping for the ball, that one team can be giving away three to one. Like, I just don't understand how that's possible, that one team can be more than two-thirds as sloppy as the other one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, it just I doesn't make, make sense.
0: sense.
1: No, yeah. I, I'm, maybe it's my frustration talking. On the flip side, if when the rubber the green does go away, we tend to not mention it. We just go, oh, we had a good day. But um, no, I, I certainly, I, I was quite frustrated. Uh, I think all I said in fans, well, I think even, you know, uh, just, just neutral supporters of the game uh, might have been, you know, frustrated with with that performance. And look, look you know, I'm all, you know, a, a massive um, fan of community sport and having people involved in sport. And to do that, you need umpires. So I don't like coming on here and bashing uh, the umpire profession. But for a, it's I I, th- I think the key, the key to good umpiring is just calling the really obvious things. Yeah, and when you try to get too technical, and, and and maybe it's not even the fault, maybe it's the fault of the AFO Rules Commission. By, it's just such an intricate level of uh, officiating required or expected um, that you you create these disasters where umpires feel. Because they're under pressure to perform as well, so they well, want clearly, to. Give, they're
0: clearly not know. because they're they're consistently being shit. So what what pressure is there to perform? I've never seen that they get dropped. I've never seen that that this changes.
1: So well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you get dropped. I don't know if you get dropped or um, you uh, you know obviously as the the finals games uh, get less and less, you, you're less likely to be picked.
0: Um, Mate, if any of these umpires are umpiring another game <laughs> this year.
1: <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't, but to get my point, like, you, you know, they're under uh, uh, they're under scrutiny as well in terms of their own performance uh, and that they may feel like, oh, I've actually got to get every single little one rather than just letting the game. and Because and, uh, the, the key to good umpiring is, is actually being able to Stay out of it, and and just be you know, just pay the obvious ones. And I, I think the the I think the the, the game, uh, and this is a different point, but uh, we are at risk of being perhaps over officiated, mm. or um, just, oh, no, too much grey area. But uh, even then, it's just I I I think the the. Incentive—it's uh, hard to say. I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but there, there is. There is a problem there. There's a problem there with with the the way the games officiated.
0: Hmm. Well, let me let me read this to you. Total disposals, three sixty-seven each, even. Okay. Total inside fifties, fifty-six to fifty-two, so relatively even. Clearances, forty-five to thirty-seven, pretty close. Probably they're up on clearances, right? Marks, fifty-nine them, seventy-seven us. Disposal efficiency, exactly the same. 66.2. Uh, time in pos- what possession. I don't even know what that means, but 41 to 39. So maybe that's time in possession. Um, and then the rest was in dispute, maybe. Um, tackles, 80 for us, 64 for them. Kicks, 20, 222 for them, 212 for us. Hit-outs, 53 our way, 34 their way. Contestant possessions... 170 to 148. So that's a big difference. Us, um, then, our way? No, their way. And then turnovers, 87 to 79. The only other clear stat is free kicks, 22 to 14.
1: Mm, interesting. Uh, and I, I mean, they're, they're the end of game stats. So I would have liked to see it at, at three because we we're up at, I, I am almost certain we we're up at around three quarter time, if not half time. like we we're all over it. Mm. Um but yeah, no. Look, I, I, I you, you're preaching the choir, and there was a, you know, some dubious free kicks. We're obviously biased as s supporters in, in saying that. But it was a bit, you know, it probably goes into another dislike of mine mm. that we we at the end of the day we failed to convert. Yeah, uh, we we <laughs> I mean, we can go yep. on about uh, you know five sort of goals from free kicks. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you're missing five sitters. Um, and, and, well, it's, you a, know.
0: it's a lot harder to convert when you have to kick your goals in the wet while being infringed upon as opposed to be given free kicks in the goal square. Oh, so, you know, yeah, to, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I'm being a bit facetious, but yes. Yeah, no, you're, you're very true. Very true. We failed to convert.
1: Um, and I, I just thought a, a general inside 50 or going forward... Uh, display was, was like the Essendon of old. Now, it's probably a credit to the Bulldogs in the way they defended, but... Uh, it was and, also a wet d- day, right? Well, I was about to say that, yeah, the conditions as well, but I still... W- it would have been, I would say nice if we we just had to roll the dice a little bit more and then we'd get all gone to how we wanted to play, but that's easy to say uh, now, but... Um, yeah, I, I just thought generally going forward, we were pretty poor. Mm, and then I when agree. we did get shots, we, we obviously failed to take them. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, So, then,
0: I got a like, and that was Sam Draper.
1: Oh, he's massive, isn't
0: he? He is going to be Justin. If he continues to improve through um, the off-season, and continue and hits the season with as much momentum as he's finished it, I think we've got a real winner there. He was almost... He he almost put us on his back and carried us to victory. Almost. Mm. Well,
1: he, he's fantastic. His uh, he, marking ability, absolutely. Uncanny in the wet. Imagine what he's doing on a dry day. Do you know um, what
0: my favourite skill set of Sam Draper's is? Nick Gianopoulos summed this up correctly when he said... The skills that he has, kicking the ball off the ground, it's really true. It shows that he played wog ball, <laughs> because his, <laughs> so, his his ability to hit the ball off the ground, his timing with it, he he just manages to to get it forward and to get it to a teammate off the ground. I really like Sam Draper as a package. I think he's great.
1: Yeah, no, there's lots to like about Sammy. Um, you know, look, you know what you're going to get. Uh, just contest. Brutal around the, around the stoppage. Uh, but again, he get, he get in and do the hard. Like, he will put tackles on. Pardon me. He will go and win a hard ball. Like, it, you know, he is. Excuse me. There, there is a lot uh, that he offers beyond just pure rut craft. Uh, and to that extent as well, he does it very well. So, um, now, very very impressed with Sammy D. Uh, I actually can't. Uh, I, I thought. Up until three quarter, Tom Ridley did a fantastic job on uh, Mister Norton.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I thought it was one of Ridley's best games.
1: Yeah, but in turn, he had a defensive role and, and then went the other way on a on a on a very very solid forward. Yeah, um, no, I
0: I was really pleased with Ridley's performance. Really happy with yeah. him
1: until yeah, three-quarter then the floodgates opened and you can't do much. But um, I thought with I want to ask you a question. Me. Who who do you think? I mean, obviously they would have had their mad Monday or silly Sunday yesterday, or maybe today even. Where who, at home on Zoom? On uh, are they in Tassie? Oh, they, they would have flown home by now.
0: Maybe they're in Tassie. Who knows? Who
1: knows? Yeah. Um, oh, maybe, maybe the airport have a few. Like <laughs> they will be closed, wouldn't they? Um, yeah. Look, I'm sure they managed to sneak in some sort of legal uh, celebration before they boarded the plane, or uh, I don't know. But who would when when truck rallies the troops again, you know, sort of in that the exit meetings, uh, who's in his office first? Do you think to sort of say, look, you're in next. Year. I'm not. I'm not talking about delistings. That'll come in another episode. I'm talking about who's in his office to for him to sort of say, hey, it's sort of make or break next year. You know,
0: make or break next year. Let me bring up the Essendon list. I I think an easy one is. If he survives the cut, I think Ned Carl.
1: Yep. Or are you yep. talking
0: about from our best 22?
1: Oh, both across the whole list. Uh, I mean, Neddy, I'm, I'm a I think, bit worried if I'm Ned. Uh, mm. To hear the club is going after another young, small forward. Mm. Um, when you see, having said that, he has been playing the mid and down back. So that's right. Uh, but that's hopefully right. that does help with his forward craft. Um. Especially especially seeing what his good mate, Cody Waitman, is doing.
0: Are they good mates, are they?
1: Yeah, I do, do you remember when they debuted. They were, uh, or was that Vandermeer? I can't remember. I thought it was Waitman.
0: Well, who knows? Yeah. Um, so, but for four weeks ago, I would have said Devin Smith, for sure. Um, but he did obviously just sign a new two-year deal. Um, but ooh, of, of players currently on the list, who needs a rocket? Uh, who's who's struggling a little bit? Um,
1: I don't think it needs a rocket. Just just some, not, not even a truth bot like, I think the player will know, but probably just needs to hear it. Mm, who do you reckon? Oh, I've got Francis top of that list.
0: I uh, See, Francis, before he took his little sabbatical, I thought he was really solid playing in the back line. I thought he was fulfilling his role really well and doing a good job. And then he took some time off for his um, mental health Issues, and then got thrown forward and was exploring a new role. Um, so I think I think Francis has got some things, some weapons that we could turn into a really good forward if we persist there. The the one thing I want from Aaron for Aaron Francis is him to be set in a position.
1: Hmm. Yeah, fair call. Cool. Uh, I wasn't necessarily yeah make or break for some like Francis. I think. Uh, probably a step too far, but I, I think it's sort of like, hey, you know, it's either you you can be a hundred game AFL player here and be done by 27, 28 because maybe your prime is not going to be that good, or uh, you know, it's you time you you become a two hundred game AFL player, because hmm. I I mean, look, he he he's so ugh, look. at you see him go for marks, and he'll get in a good spot and then drop it, or he'll just go that step too early. And when he's his on, hand, he's on. When he's his on, his hands on.
0: haven't been clean since his comeback. They haven't been. No, uh, I reckon. I reckon he's taken five marks in the the three or four weeks that he's been playing forward.
1: Gra- granted, um, he. It's a different position, so like trying to mark the ball in defence is a bit different to marking it in attack because you do have to <laughs> run a little bit more. And you can cut space in defense. Mm. Uh, but I, I just, I'd love to see him just sort of stand up and have that worry about him. Say, no, I'm, I'm going to start taking those marks. It's not a maybe anymore. It's a, it's a probable that I, I yeah. take those marks. You know what I mean? Like, what? I, I'd love to see him go from being guy who's, you know, they're throwing him around the magnets, throwing around the, and trying to figure out where he's best. Team saying, no, no, I am your best pick for this spot. You know what I
0: mean? I agree. That's, yeah. that's
1: what I'm, I'm meaning. I think he's in that
0: category. And so there's two things that I want to say about Aaron Francis. Number one is he was rated higher than Parrish talent-wise when they got drafted. So if you think about what what Parrish has done and where Francis's ceiling could be, then that's, that's a very exciting prospect, right? That, that's number one. Number two is he hasn't been marking them, but he has this knack of when he drops it, he actually drops it right in front of him in a protected area. Like, he actually shields the ball really well. And I think if we had a clever crumbing forward who knew where to be, I think he would actually be setting up a lot of really good opportunities. And I, I don't think his teammates have been getting to his feet well, where he's doing half of the job of what you would want in the key forward, which is making a contest and bringing it to ground, Right. Um, and I agree. I'd much rather he'd be marking it, turning around, and then setting up further play. But I think if we get a smart coming forward that actually gets some chemistry with him, I think he will create a lot of opportunities for a small forward.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I've got no question on his talent, uh, and that's certainly not what I'm. Uh, so I'm saying it, it's uh, sort of a a uh, shift in mind. Uh, in terms of who, you know, like, he, he doesn't become this swing man, you know, who's – he's not in the back best six uh, yeah. and or the back best three for, for talls, uh, but he's not in the top three for tools up forward either. He just sort of, you know, he's plugging a hole. I just want him to see him become and an reach his full potential in either one of those positions and say, no, I, I'm a – this is how good I am. Now, obviously, his display on the weekend uh, – wasn't his best, or anywhere near close to it. I, um, I wouldn't
0: say he was our worst tall forward either. I th- I thought his game was far better than Peter Wright's by a long okay. way.
1: I I I thought they were both pretty pretty average. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I, didn't, I thought yeah, Faria Fra- did not have a great day, uh, neither, neither did Peter Wright. Um, but he's not on the agenda at the moment. Um,
0: I'll give you but, one.
1: No, I wasn't done.
0: Oh, keep going. Okay. Continue.
1: No, Please. it's uh, it's all right. You you just really cut me off. Oh, keep going.
0: No, keep no, going, no,
1: no, I'm done now. <laughs>
0: You're done. You're done. Yeah. Um, Brayden Ham. Where's he at?
1: Uh, he's still young. How old is he? 21. Um, 22. 22. Okay. Yeah. Look, like. He, he was. You know, he's playing some good footy. The start of the year. Um, it, it is hard when you know he got Merritt Parish doing so much. Uh, and then like, – and I'll – actually, when we had a discussion earlier today, uh, I was saying Sheila McGrath need to be Put in that, that office. that pen
0: away, Matthew. <laughs> Put not, that pen away.
1: Sheila McGrath needs to be uh, in the office. They're obviously not going to get delisted or, or uh, any question marks, or anything like that. But I, I generally – there needs to be a new role for them. And I, yeah. I see one of them being a McCluggage or a Bailey Smith mm. type. Um, probably more McGrath, I think, suits that. But they're, they're too good to be third or fourth mid. Uh, you know, like Merritt and Parrish, there are they're our two corner saves. You throw Stringer in there because he's at another big body. Um, unless Shield becomes like that when, you know, Stringer and Stringer can play more forward, or I, I don't know. But there needs to be a, 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 a widening of their roles that they can play. Uh, because I, I don't, I think going forward, if we're to make use of those two, uh, it's not going to just be on ball.
0: No, I and, and they're
1: guys who can break lines. Like they can seriously do damage,
0: especially so- Shield. Especially Shield. I um, look. I, I'm happy to give him a pass for the his return because that knee injury that he came back from. He came back very quickly from that, and it's difficult you know hmm. there's no there's no vfl to get your touch back there's no and and he was serviceable without being our best midfielder which is what we brought him to the club to be right and and certainly Merritt and, and parish have, have exceeded him in that standing but that doesn't mean he's not a good midfielder he should definitely be in the same conversation as them so i'm interested to see how he returns and not from a his unprofessional point of view. He's certainly one of the most professional in our list. But I'm interested with more time to get his knee right and get his body right. What that midfield group like looks like at the start of next year?
1: Because- yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, so I'm not. I'm not saying uh, he he doesn't belong on ball at all. I just. I'm just saying. I, I think there needs to be a. He needs to have a just a few more strings mm-hmm. to his bow, um, because we'll. we'll you know, when Merrin and Parish are dominating, there's only so much footy, uh, you know, to to go around. And a guy yeah. like him, I think, can have real impact. You know, he can be a guy who gets 20 times but really breaks the game open. Um, and, and if we can get him in spots where he can use his run, if he gets that damn kick right, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and be really, you know, I mean, you got a player there. But I think there just needs to be a wider roles in which he can play. That yeah, he can go on ball for a bit and and you know and fill a role when Darcy comes off or whatever. Uh, but also, can he go to a wing or can he even? I don't know if halfbacks even an option for him. But can can there just be somewhere else where he's dangerous where we can make more use of him rather than just having him sit as a you know a fourth fiddle midfielder, fourth and fifth yep. mid? Because we we actually do it for the first time in a long time. We got some midfield depth.
0: When you consider also Langford to come back in, oh, um, there's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I, look, I thought I thought Cordwell on the weekend faded. Oh, I, thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a poor. In hindsight, it was a poor selection because he had a really good first half, and particularly early in the game, he was a bit rusty. But he was right up amongst it and really looked good, and then he faded, as you do when you've missed so much football. Um, So I think probably that was – I thought we probably would have got more from Dylan Clark for the whole game um, had we not brought Caldwell back in, to be honest. Um, And, again, not saying that he was bad. It's that he – like the whole team, his first half was good and his second half was poor. He just disappeared.
1: Yeah. uh, Look, he must have been doing something right uh, behind closed doors to be picked after 20 weeks off. Mm. Um, uh, you know, uh, he showed us what he's capable of uh, in that in that first bit, uh, in the first half at least with thirteen, and then obviously died away. But hey, here's another one, uh, more reason why McGrath and Shield need uh, to be able to play more areas of the ground. We need to be able to use them on different areas of the ground because um, we've generally got a midfield unit that is respectable, even without it. You know,
0: yeah. Uh, so I, I think McGrath, you can play off half-back and you can play more outside. You can play him on the wing or you can play him high half-forward, definitely. Um, I think he's got the smarts Mm. and the class to be able to do that. I think he... And he was better yesterday, but he lacks composure with the ball. I kind of... I hate when he just grabs it and kicks it over his shoulder.
1: I think conditions uh, might have had a bit to do with that.
0: Yeah, yesterday, but not for every game that he's played this year and all the games he played last year. When when he first came into the league, he looked really composed. He made good decisions. But for some reason, he's lost that composure and that ability to stop, assess his options, hit the right target.
1: Yeah, fair fair call. Uh, I'm trying to think. This a while ago now, four or five years. But um, I tend tend to agree. Uh, And I've always said that. I'd rather him have 20 Than 30 sort of, you know, dinky kicks and this and that. I don't know if he's a high half forward. um, But uh, yeah, I certainly think we can get more out of him uh, now that we have a respectable midfield. And we can, you know, this is a guy who was breaking lines in his, you know, his first couple of years. Like genuinely looked dangerous with ball in hand. Hmm. Uh, And now just hasn't quite got the same, we haven't quite seen the same amount of dash from him. Um, Maybe the same with Shield.
0: He's had two. Very much injury interrupted seasons too. He had, he yeah, had the cool. knee this year and he had the syndesmosis last year. So um, yeah, yeah, early yeah. last year, he was looking quite, as Essendon was, early last year, he was looking quite good, um, but then hit the syndesmosis and, and came yeah, back yeah, and yeah. didn't, didn't look the same player.
1: Yeah, but I didn't think he was, you know, he's looking like a an accumulator sort of player rather than, you know, grab and tuck it under your arm and,
0: like he yeah. was in
1: his first couple of years. Um,
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. So,
1: yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of potential there um, if you can learn to use them uh, a little bit differently.
0: So I think the big the big takeaway from the game, glass half full, is we matched a premiership fancy pretty well for for periods of the game, um, but ultimately weren't good enough and got run over the top of, which which is the most disappointing thing in that in a lot of games this year, we fought until the end and really had close finishes, and that wasn't the case yesterday. Um, so that's my big takeaway from from the game and from the final.
1: Yeah, well, I thought it was a, it's a genuine uh, opportunity missed. I, I thought we, you know, you take away those five goals from off three kicks, and, and it's a very different, you know, they're 1-2 one, one or something for the first half, and we're, uh, and we we convert <laughs> we, we blew them out it uh, we I really we did not get anywhere near the reward uh, for our effort in that first half and and that's what happens against good sides they come they'll take their chances and, and they'll blow you out of the water so look I hope uh, you know in years to come we'll look back on this and uh, maybe re-listen to this episode and go geez glad that loss happened because uh, now now look at us um, so yeah. Uh, but I, I, I can't remember the last time I had a finals loss and things looked so uh, – what's it, what would be the opposite to bleak? Promising. bright, Promising, exactly right. Um, mm. I will say this though. The the league is – it's obviously different next year, but you think the Saints do a little bit better than they did this year. You think the Tigers do a little bit better than they did this year. The Eagles will probably come back. The Dockers get a year older – Um, don't know what to expect from Hawthorne uh, but I I think there is and obviously Carlton have a list whether they decide to use it or not uh, is a different story don't know what to expect from Collingwood but my point here is I think it becomes a year next year there are a lot of underperformers this year Uh, our expectations go up the league will get better next year and so I think there will just be more teams for a genuine chance next year obviously you always have your, your ones fall away maybe it averages out but I it's going to be an uphill battle next year. I don't think it's a full conclusion that because we made it this year, we're in next year. There is... No, there is,
0: I, I agree. I, I think we need to keep improving, but I think we will keep improving.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Will we improve... I, the, I think the, the question becomes, will we improve at a faster or will we improve more than the average of, let's say, the bottom eight teams?
0: Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good question. I, I like to believe that we will. But, you know, it's going to take some good trading, it's going to take some good drafting, and it's going to take some more development, internal development. But I think the foundations from this year are there in terms of the culture, the hard work culture, the care for each other, the playing for each other, the being part of Essendon, not being... They play for Essendon, not at Essendon. Is mm. What's been described?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's the first time in a while you, you, you felt the pain with the players, mm. uh, and I, I, you know, you, you could you could feel. I uh, obviously saw the the Dyson Heppel thing after the game, but uh, even just watching them walk, like you, you felt their pain, mm. um, you know. And uh, there there were some some bodies who were. Absolutely wrecked in that in that fourth quarter, who with 10 minutes to go really didn't have much left to give and just kept giving it. Mm. Um, obviously, yeah, the dogs had a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting one.
0: So, Maddie, going mm-hmm. forward for the pod, obviously, um, we're in the off-season now. The Bombers are done. So what we might do going forward, just for the listeners, is we'll come together at some point, probably after the grand final, Um I'd like to see the season in its completeness. So sometime after the grand final, we'll get together um, and do a season in review um, where we'll have a look at the season as a whole, where we went well, things that we need to do going forward. Um, and then the plan after that is to do a post-trade period wrap-up and review. Um, and then we'll go a little bit quiet until, unless any big news breaks, you know, during the off-season season uh, we might have a look early preseason, and then gear up again as we get into late preseason.
1: Okay, yeah, S- sounds good. Is that what you want to hear from me? Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Well,
0: yeah, you no, could be well, the we'll, avatar of the listeners. Yeah. Uh, Anything you'd maybe. like to add to that? Uh, no.
1: I, I think we'll, um, you know, we'll invest in some uh, some microphones and, and maybe have a little bit uh, a sound quality, quality that's somewhat respectable. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think it's been a good, good first, uh, good first season. Thank you for your, uh, your leadership and your uh, the time you dedicate to editing and uh, doing all the funny jazz and pulling the team together. Uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a nice like the new bombers. It's been a learning experience. That first pod took me about eight hours to edit, <laughs> and I've got it down to about half an hour now which is good
1: probably helps when you you have one take nowadays rather it used to be like eight eight of them someone's phone went off someone starts (laughs) playing music off their laptop
0: i don't know what happened
1: (laughs) (laughs) to be Uh, fair that was that was i was in the house when that happened and it was very random i've never seen that occur in my life but um Yeah. yeah no i think uh no it's been it's been good mate so thank thank you and thank you to our listeners. Three uh, meter yeah. Peter, we, we will find listener. you. We will find you, three meter, and we will so, thank um, you.
0: I guess we should say, yeah. If you've got any um, any questions or any ideas or anything that you want us to talk about in our uh, off season review,
1: just remembered something. We do owe three meter Peter uh, his like list uh, review that he sent. Oh, the through. tier list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we will have to get that done, and that, that might even that be, might an episode. be a good that that could be a good leading up to the, dra- uh, the trade and draft, whatever. So
0: I reckon lock it in, three meter Peter, lock it in.
1: Yeah, I like him. And on, you could could get him on like muffled voice and and dark, you know, no no
0: no camera. Do you know what I'm calling him? <laughs> p non.
1: <P-anon. laughs> Why P-Anon?
0: Because it's not Q anon It's Peter. <laughs>
1: Essendon
0: and on, yeah, Ian on, yeah.
1: I wonder what he bullet What conspiracy theories do you reckon around Essendon? Uh,
0: the, well, the only conspiracy theory really around Essendon is that Andrew Phillips and and um, Aaron Francis are the same person.
1: You know what? I uh, there is an uncanny, and I don't know if this is, any, I don't mean this as an insult, uh, but there is an uncanny similarity in looks between uh, our saviour Paul Brusher and. Uh, Mr. Joe Biden. <laughs> there is, is there it? is. <laughs> so, but I don't mean
0: that.
1: I don't mean that in any sort of. I don't know, no, no, there's no political leaning there. Just, just, just two guys
0: who look alike. Just two guys who look the same. Well, Maddie, it's been a pleasure, and listeners, it's been a pleasure.
1: No, thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Enjoy the rest of the final series, and and we'll be back uh, post grand final, post post Brownlow, and we'll we'll go through the tier list and have a look at the season in review.
1: That's good. And you, or will you have a? Uh, you might have some exciting news by then.
0: Not if everything goes to plan. There won't be an eighty first, eight eighty one thousand six hundred and twenty two second member. Not yet.
1: Okay. Right. Uh, well, we shall it's see. It's around that mark,
0: is. though. It's definitely around that mark.
1: Yeah. Right. You'll um. You'll be very. You'll be a tired host.
0: I will be. I will be. <laughs> um. So we'll see yeah, how bro. we go. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, and actually, well,
1: that I mean, that could uh. And the the AFLW we'll have some footy to watch over the summer with the AFLW. Uh, no, there's no or
0: bombers. Is, that that league does. not
1: Um. are what do, you, what do you mean? <laughs> There's
0: no Bombers yet. That league doesn't exist. I don't watch it.
1: Oh, right. It's the season after, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 2022. Oh,
1: okay. Right, 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 right. Well, the, yeah.
0: The 2022-2023 season.
1: Right. I thought it was 21-22. There you go.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I look forward to that season when the Bombers get in and uh, we uh, dominate all forms of the game.
0: Are we, are we going to pod every week for that one?
1: <laughs> Might have to.
0: We could Might probably get the,
1: get the players on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it'd be. I reckon it be great. Anyway, that's that's for future planning. We've been rambling long enough, Maddie.
1: We have. We have. All right.
0: Hit us up on Insta. Give us any any questions you want answered. Anything like that. Um, and I guess until next time. Go dons.
1: Go dons. <laughs>